My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. An Elio's original. Hello and welcome to Web Crawlers, the podcast where we do a deep dive into some of our favorite unsolved mysteries. Each week, we will introduce our topic, lay out our research and findings, reveal some conspiracy theories, and conclude with our own hypothesis. Who knows? We might even solve a case. I am Allie Siegel. I'm Melissa Stettin. And I'm producer Maria. Sick. Cool. Um, Webcrawlers has a Patreon. Ooh, Tracy's on the dock. Little does she know we are already recording. <laughs> <laughs> right. You're Tracy's too late. our new Tracy's our new fact finder. Webcrawlers has a Patreon to get access to rewards, bonus episodes, shout outs, merchandise discounts, and more. And oh, oh. I will be I, this is important. So we recorded several versions of my new rap debut, Alley Time. Melissa did a remix. Maria did a remix. So we're going to do a vote about which remix is the best. And then I will be, you can only hear the remixes on our Patreon. And then I will be recording a music video for whatever remix wins. I'm so nervous for that music video. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Nervous. I'm I'm excited. It's going to be really sensual. That's that's why I'm nervous because I just know. I wonder it's going to be your dad filming you <laughs> by the pool. Oh, we actually. My mom just bought me pool floaties as a present. Wow. Why can you not swim? <laughs> <laughs>
I can doggy paddle. I think that pool floaties is the wrong term. They're like uh, the ones you lay out on. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. like, um, that's I different. thought you meant the armband. Yeah, things. the arm things. <laughs> I could probably, <laughs> but maybe I, w- you never know. Maybe I will get those for the music video. We should play just like a little snippet of Maria's. Just yeah. a taste. Yeah. And yours. Just Mine's a taste. Mine's a little more yeah, retro. As, mine's retro. Melissa's is present time. It's a trap legit. song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Melissa, play a little taste of Maria's first. We'll play a, just a little, just a little taste. You get the full remix on Patreon. Just to make their mouth water. <laughs> la, 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 la. My name is Allie and I'm here to say that my name is Allie in a major way. I like to spit and I like to rhyme. Let me check my watch. Oh, it's Allie time. Allie time. Yeah, yeah, it's Allie time. Allie time. Okay, cut it, cut it, cut it, cut it. We can't get in the whole thing because it, it gets even it gets crazier, crazier from there. You don't even know. Okay, now play them. Just a little bit of mine. Yeah. Yo, yo, check one, two. Yo, yo. My name is Allie, and I'm here to say that my name is Allie in a major way. I like to spit and I like to rhyme. Let me check my watch. Oh, it's Allie time. That's all you get in Melissa's deep trap cut. Mostly because I got to fix the beats. The beat, it was very hard to get Allie's voice to any sort of beat. It was almost like an extraterrestrial was rapping. It was so not of this world. No. In a really positive way. Yeah, no, that's what made it so unique. Thank you for that compliment. Alien rap. If you want to be part of this extravaganza, then you can donate as little as $2 a month to become one of our patrons. We actually uh, got like 15 new patrons in the past week who wanted to be part of this. I know, because we posted a secret on there. Oh, also we posted the secret of who Lydia actually is. If you want part of that too, head over to Patreon. If you are a cool person, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We will read your reviews. So this is from Rachel. The subject is bada bing, bada boom. Whoa. This podcast is bananas and I love it. It's the perfect balance of true crime and having a coffee with friends and shooting the shit. The cases followed are always interesting, varied, and followed up with a host of theories as to what may have happened with no, with no theory deemed too crazy. True that. The dynamic between Allie, Melissa, and producer Maria is great and keeps me very entertained. Five out of five, get into this podcast. You won't regret it. Ooh. Thank you very much. And then we have a review from DTYUOI. It says, Bimbos Unite. Bigfoot is an alien. If anything ever happens to Asher, Allie's dog, I'm going to summon all the demons to destroy Earth. Please, I would. Asher, do you have anything to comment? (laughs) (laughs) This one's from Karen Wang. Says, give me the shout out. I randomly started this pod. I've been learning a lot about the actual topics, even though this morning when my 12-year-old daughter made avocado toast and teased her, that's why we were broke, which I think was a random joke one of you girls said on an episode. Keep up the good work. I believe that was an alley joke. Yes, it was. Probably. I don't even remember. I don't remember what I say ever. Me neither. This one's from M. Goody. Subject is butthole. 
<laughs> Between the unapologetic weirdness, the strange and diverse subject matter, and the perverse humor, it's really hard to say what I love most about this podcast. Melissa Alley and producer Maria together are what quarantine dreams are made of. Web crawlers is a freaky delight that I can't get enough of. That's so sweet. And this one's from Corn Mom so with a K, assuming Ooh. she loves corn. <laughs> Helping me survive the dread COVID. Need I say more? Thanks for the dailies, ladies. Oh, nice. Next, but not least, we also have a hotline. We got like, I feel, I listened to zero of them, but I feel like we got 300 voicemails this week. We got week, a lot of voicemails. And we'll be playing them on the mini episodes. So again, our hotline is 626-604-6262. Uh, please keep calling. It gives us something to do and listen to. And put in the jingle right there, please. Insert jingle here. Producer Maria producing like hell. Six two six six zero four six two six two. Okay, so if you uh, you guys know I started my coaching business and it's been going pretty well. So if you guys, I thought I did a discount code on Patreon, but I decided I would extend it to everyone. If you would like to try out coaching, um, I also do like guided meditation and uh like reiki uh meditations and i also like pull tarot during the sessions you can go to higherselfhealers.com and if you use the code patron when you're buying a package you will get 25 percent off so go to higherselfhealers.com and if you buy a package and use the code patron uh you will get the web crawlers discount 25 percent off speaking of new patrons who are our patrons melissa we have Martha D. Yes. Sarah N. Yes. Lauren J. Yes. Jeremy M. Ooh. Pudding Cup. Hell yeah. Cody K. Do you remember how good pudding cups were? Yeah. Oh my God. Oh my God. I had a, oh my God. Oh I had a what? dream last night that I was making like to go lunches. I don't know for who in a paper bag. And I put a peanut butter jelly sandwich and I put vanilla pudding cups. Wait, that's crazy. In it. And I remember thinking, wow, I haven't had one of those in a long time. That's wow. crazy. What a weird what synchronicity is happening. That's wild. So weird. Okay. About Cody K, Ooh. Jamie C, mm. Zach S, ah. Sarah M, Ooh. Allison M, mm. Ivy Z. Ooh. Heather D, Me. Allie B. Wow, a lot of Allisons. Margaret M, mm. Kelsey B, and mm. Chanel T. Thanks, guys. Welcome to the gang. Let's, we're doing a lot of fun things over at Patreon. We should so. we should uh, insert a round of applause uh, soundbite. <laughs> yeah, that works. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> okay, should we get into our main story for the day? This is a real doozy. Melissa, I mean, Maria, did you do your homework? No, I didn't watch it. No. My God. Well, I'm you're sorry. Gonna, you're, I watched it. The Orphan yeah. is what we're talking about. We're talking the movie, about the, the, the real life case of the movie The Orphan. Melissa, what are we talking about today? <laughs> <laughs> so today we're talking about Natalia Grace. She's a Ukrainian girl who was adopted by a couple who thought she was six years old. But it turns out she might actually be a woman in her 30s. I wrote something. Uh, well, I don't know if I should say this at the beginning or at the end. Maybe I'll say this at the beginning just as a warrant, as a. This is all alleged. This is all alleged. 
Because I have some thoughts on this too. Right. I think that there's a way this episode could seem, I might be pronouncing this word wrong, albiest. What does that mean? Do you know where where it seems like against, uh, against handicapped people? Oh. Here is my, I'll give my take at the beginning. Is it ableist? That might be it. <laughs> Wait, what did Allie say? <laughs> because I noticed it was spelled wrong and I just did the spell check. It's ableist. I don't want to say how I said it. <laughs> I think I've been saying that word wrong for like a really long time. Well, you know, but my heart, are you dyslexic? My heart, no, I'm not. I'm I'm not dyslexic, but that would explain a lot. Maybe I am dyslexic. And are we being ableist against I'm dyslexic? Being ableist against me. Um, but I think that she might just be a normal girl with dwarfism who was like given up for adoption and like in these like practices where you're born and like your family can't take care of you. These hospitals like sometimes don't even have birth certificates. They don't have proper records. Yeah. And I think she was like adopted into a family in the U S who like didn't want to take care of her or like take care of her needs and then kind of like disposed of and like made lies about her. And it was just like them not wanting to take care of her and ended up like creating these stories to put everything against her. It's crazy what they made up. Yeah. So that's kind of the more interesting part of it so, rather than like her being insane. Yeah. That's like one angle. That's a disclaimer. Cause there is, there is the level of this story where she like does have a physical disability and I don't want it to seem like we're being like, Oh, she's actually she's actually 30 like like mm-hmm. no one knows what the story is. That's like my take on it, but we'll get into it and everyone can have their own perspective. That being said, let's do our catchphrase. Let's, let's get, get into, into it. it. claiming the young girl with dwarfism they adopted was really an adult who threatened to take their lives. Her former adoptive parents are now facing jail time after being charged with neglect for allegedly abandoning Natalia. How old are you? I'm 16. You're 16? Yes. Okay, so here is the backstory. So, in 2010, Christine Barnett, who's 46, and her husband Michael Barnett, who's 43, they obtained Natalia Grace in an emergency adoption in 2010. Her previous adoptive parents gave her up, and they believed they were adopting a six-year-old girl from Ukraine with a form of dwarfism called spondylopiphyseal. I'm sure I butchered that. The condition affects the bones in one's spine and can result in difficulty breathing, early onset arthritis, and bad joints. And so this family, the Barnetts, they have three other children, one of who is a physics genius, Jacob Barnett. He's a child prodigy. He received fame in the early 2010s. We'll get back to this later. So in 2012, two years after this adoption... The Barnetts filed a motion with the Marion County Superior Court about Natalia's age, and a judge ordered her birth year to be changed from 2003 to 1989 on her birth certificate, so making her 22 instead of 9. Like, how do you just change someone's birth certificate? That's so I mean, if you're the legal guardians, you could, like, petition the court to do it. But she... But it it feels like if you're the adoptive parent, that's different than being the birth parent. Like, you weren't there when it happened. 
I know. It's all, it's all pretty, this is all weird. So a year later, the Barnett's rented her a separate apartment in Lafayette, Indiana, and then they just moved to Canada. So why, why did they abandon her? Well, they, they claimed that they realized something wasn't right. Christine said that she thought Natalia was a fully grown woman. And when she was bathing her, she noticed Natalia had full pubic hair. Oh, God. She had an advanced vocabulary. She had periods. She had adult teeth. She never grew a single inch, which apparently would happen even with a child with dwarfism. But that's, I'm not sure if that's correct or not. Like when you're nine, like kids can get their period early. That's what I'm saying. Girls get their periods as early as like eight. It's not crazy. Um, so they did a bone density test and they, they went to their doctor. They did a bone density test and it showed she was at least 14 years old when they adopted her. The doctors all confirmed she was suffering a severe psychological illness only diagnosed in adults. Now, this is all from the Barnett's, you know, personal yeah. doctors. So Christine and Michael confronted Natalia about this, and Natalia went crazy, they said. Uh, They said she threatened to stab Michael and Christine as they slept. She smeared bodily fluids on the walls. She drew violent pictures of the family. She poured bleach in their coffee, and she tried to push Christine into an electric fence. Where where were they at where there was an electric fence? I know, seriously. But also, like... I was watching Dr. Phil. Yeah, I saw that as too. As one does. And the, the, she was on it, um, Natalia. And like, if you look at Natalia versus Christine, like Christine's a large woman. She's probably like 5'8", maybe, the mom mm-hmm. Christine. And she's maybe 160 pounds or something. Yeah. And Christine's maybe three. And Natalia's maybe like three feet tall. Yeah. Natalia can't push Christine. Like, yeah. it's it's just, I don't know. that I, I see so many things that are like roadblocks to this story. So then Natalia saw psychiatrists, and Christine said that Natalia confessed to the doctors that she was much older. So this is what led the Barnetts to officially change her birth year to 1989, is what they claim. And so Natalia was hospitalized multiple times in 2011 and 2012 at the St. Vincent Stress Center in Indianapolis, which is a state-run mental facility, And then psychiatric testing revealed that she had mental illnesses consistent with patients in their late teens or 20s. So this apartment. In 2013, they rented her an apartment, set her up with a social security number and other welfare programs. Natalia said she lived off of canned food the Barnetts left for her. She enrolled in adult education classes to get her GED. The Barnetts then moved to Canada so that Jacob, their genius son, could study at a school in in Ontario. Uh, Jacob was a child prodigy with autism. His IQ was over 170. He went to Purdue at 10 to study astrophysics. Christine actually wrote a book about him. It was like, at the time, it was like an acclaimed book of like, oh, this mother raised the son with autism. And that's why you shouldn't give up on kids who have autism. And it's like, the message is great. But then like, if you read some of the reviews on Amazon. Yeah, one of the reviews. Yeah, more about the mother than the son. It was hard to get past the feeling that this mother is a major egomaniac. The book felt like it was mostly about her, not her son. Much of it felt impossible, time frames, etc. I really find myself not caring at all after finishing it. So that gives you a look into 
Damn. Kind of Christine. Yeah. Fun fact, on this list of people ready to testify on behalf of Natalia against the Barnetts is Christine's book ghostwriter, Laura Tucker. Uh, January 17, 2020, the state of Indiana filed a subpoena, a petition for certificate out-of-state witness, and a request for production for Laura Tucker, the ghostwriter of the book The Spark. Christine Barnett filed a motion for specific discovery and a motion for attorneys only. So even the ghostwriter of her book is kind of on Natalia's side. So that kind of says a lot. Uh, Then the Barnetts were charged with felony. Christine and Michael, who eventually divorced, were charged with felony neglect in September 2019, according to BuzzFeed. Although Christine told the Daily Mail that a bone density test conducted after Natalia's 2010 adoption pegged her for 14, the probable cause affidavit reviewed by BuzzFeed News stated that Dr. Riggs at the Peyton Manning... Isn't Peyton Manning a football player? Yeah. Yeah, well, he probably donated money to a hospital. Good for him. That's nice. Children's Hospital estimated that same year that she was approximately eight years old. Yeah. Wow. Medical records also show that in June 2012, a skeletal survey at the same hospital found Natalia to be 11 years old, according to the affidavit. So I think also I read that when you have this form of dwarfism, it's hard to do when you're Mm -hmm. doing like skeletal scans and x-rays, you can't really decipher like a a real age. Yeah, I read that too. It's difficult to tell exactly because it's yeah, not, the bone density tests aren't yeah. aren't really correct. The affidavit also said Michael Barnett told police that Christine told Natalia to tell people that she was actually 22. Ooh. According to Business Insider, the Ukrainian orphan accused of being an adult hung out at a drug recovery house and took adult education classes after her adopted parents moved to Canada. So she was just at this apartment. She could have been nine years old at this apartment by herself, just like taking classes and like. That's wild. Um, So as of today, she was adopted by a new family. It's by Antoine and Cynthia Manns, who reported on Dr. Phil that she is an absolute pleasure to live with and that she is, in fact, her age. They said that she acts as a perfect older sister to their other children, making bottles for them, changing diapers, etc. Yeah, they were like, she's totally normal and we love having her in the yeah. family. And the the new family who lives in Indiana, um, they denied the allegations that she's a scam artist and said that she is 16 years old currently. And that's the age that corresponds with the year of her birth on her Ukrainian birth certificate. Yeah, And she told Dr. Phil that the poison claims were a misunderstanding while cleaning with Christine. Yeah, she said that like she was cleaning with like 409 or Windex or something. And like the she sprayed the Windex and it got near Christine's coffee. And Christine like flipped out and was like, you're trying to poison me. I hate you and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So she's lived, Antoine and Cynthia Manns, these are the parents she's lived with for six years now. Also said in the interview that Natalia does not have her period as Christine suggested. And well, I'll insert a part of the Dr. Phil clip. Yeah, we should play some Dr. Phil clips. <laughs> Finally. The last Dr. Phil episode I watched was like a woman who was addicted to, I think it was Adderall. 
sick. And she was like 50 years old. And like her husband was like, and she was insane. <laughs> she was like, <laughs> that's wild. Have you seen Dr. Phil's wild? Have you seen pictures of Dr. Phil's house? The no. one where he brightens his teeth to make it look like his teeth are super white and his face is really like he face tuned his, what his did face. You th- what did you think I just said? His house. The picture of him at his house. Oh, interesting. No, I. that's not. <laughs> Wait, what are you? <laughs> Wait, what photo are you, are you talking about? He's not in the photos I'm talking about. It's just pictures of his house. Oh, oh, his house is insane. Yeah, it's so. But ha- there's this picture he put up recently of him in the kitchen with his wife and his face is like face tuned. It's like. Jeez. Oh, God. It's like a modern. Look at all medieval. those guns. Oh, my God. There's like 20 assault rifles hanging on the walls. You guys and his heart, weird heart shaped pool. You guys, uh, nice. you guys have got to Google if you're listening to this. We'll put these on Instagram. Doctor, too, yeah. Oh, wow. Like, what's that? It's a lips with a teddy bear hanging down. I don't need this. Didn't his son used to be in a band or something? Oh, really? I think his son isn't. Yeah. And like married to a Playboy model or something. No, probably. Weird. I do not see the allure. <laughs> but anyways, you guys should Google Dr. Phil's house. It is bananas. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. And so Natalia, on Dr. Phil, Natalia was talking about the first family she lived with who had to give her back because she was playing with another little kid and she landed on his arm and broke it. So when you went to the family in New Hampshire and you left there, why did you leave there? I think it happened because they had two boys and one of the boys, me and him were really close. So we like, like wrestled almost, but... I landed on his arm wrong, so the mom thought I was trying to break his arm. So then that's when she was like, I can't do this anymore. Okay. So how old is Natalia actually? So in a letter 
dated October 24th, 2016, that was obtained by local news outlet WLFI News 18, Michael's primary care doctor said that Natalia's birth year in the Ukraine birth certificate was, quote, clearly inaccurate. Over time, it has become increasingly apparent that this patient is substantially older than she claimed to be. Natalia has made a career of perpetuating her age facade. She has continued to fool those who have the best intentions. And so adoption cases are sealed by the courts in the state of Indiana. So documents related to her age aren't publicly available. So if she if she's having a career of doing this, then that alleges that like in the Ukraine, when she was whatever age she was, that she forged her own documents and then came to the U.S. and lied? I guess. that That's the only way. Interesting. Okay. And so Natalia's neighbor, Margaret, when she was living alone in this apartment, she said that Natalia loved to talk. She could be shy at first, but once she got going, she had something to say about everything. And while Margaret said she didn't believe it was right for a family to leave the country with a young woman recently out on her own, she also doesn't think Natalia was a child. Huh. She said, I'm not sure how old she was, but she had to be at least 18. She didn't seem worldly enough to be 30. I think it must be something in between. So Margaret and Natalia would often meet up with people from a drug and alcohol recovery house at the end of the block to hang out. So a couple, Vincent and Nicole DePaul, who, like Natalia, had dwarfism, had attempted to adopt Natalia in 2009. And during an interview with Inside Edition, they said... She spent, they said that they spent several weekends with her to see if she was a good fit. She said that Natalia looked like a child. She acted like a child. And she showed a picture of Natalia with a missing baby tooth. So there's a picture of Natalia at five years old in 2008, and she is missing her front tooth. Yeah. And she looks like she looks like like a a kid. Yeah. She looks like a child. Hmm. And that would make sense. She's five years old. That's when you. Yeah. Since the story broke, another woman has apparently come forward in the Ukraine claiming to be Natalia's mom. Her name is Anna Volodymyrivna Gava. She was tracked down by the Daily Mail. She claims Natalia is her daughter who she gave up for adoption because of her dwarfism. She insists that Natalia is not an, an adult and was indeed born in 2003, as her original birth certificate claims. She said, I know exactly how old she is. She said, this girl is my daughter who was born 16 years ago. Doctors told me to leave the baby. They said, leave her. Don't ruin your life. Uh, Both them and my mom told me to leave her. They said the baby would never be good, that she would never be able to move, that she would be chained to a chair or to a bed. And she now lives in America with adoptive parents who want to ditch her. I thought everything was okay with her. And it turned out that's not all okay. So that's sad. So the state has apparently asked the court to approve a DNA test that would verify uh, the claims. So I don't believe that's been done yet. Interesting. And so I found the school readiness test she took at age five. It's to lay in her developmental age level is between four and a half and five and a half. I mean, it makes sense. When she took at age five. I mean, to be fair, though, I'd probably get the same grade. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, so a little bit about the Ukraine adoption system. Apparently, Ukraine's adoption system is corrupt and has a history of falsifying documents. Kim Thompson, another Indiana parent who adopted a child from the Ukraine, says she may know why Natalia's age is so confusing. 
I will say that Ukraine is above all else corrupt and birth certificates were completely fabricated, she told Insider. Her son, she said, once explained to her how kids determine their ages in the orphanage. Kids would base their age compared to the height of other kids, Thompson said. If one kid was certain he was 10, a taller kid would be 11, and a shorter kid would be 9. I mean, kind of makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it's rough. Michael Barnett interview from 2019. He said they were in the process of adopting a daughter from Haiti, but the earthquake hit and that fell through. Then an adoption agency in Florida contacted them and said they have the perfect six-year-old for him named Natalia. It was a closed adoption, no info about the child or the former family, just gave pictures and a Ukrainian birth certificate, 24 hours to adopt, or they were sending to a foster home. Yeah, they were like, he said they called him and were like, we have this girl, we can't give you info, you have 24 hours, you need to get down here. Is that like... Which is weird. Allowed? Uh, The meeting was unusual. It was in a tiny room in a strip mall. Natalia runs in saying, mommy, daddy... She had just been given back from a couple that morning. And after five minutes, they signed the paperwork. Yeah. In the interview, he was saying how it was weird that Natalia just like ran in the room and was like, mommy, daddy, like happy. Yeah, that's strange. I mean, I don't know. Kids are weird. Yeah. That night, Christine was giving her a bath and called Michael in. Oh, my God. If my mom was giving me a bath and okay, and showed her and showed him that Natalia had full pubic hair. If I had just like been adopted by a family and my mom was giving me a bath and then he called my new dad in to show off my pubic hair, I'd be like, call the cops like that. I'm sorry. That's on the parents. Like they're the ones being weird. I'm not weird for having pubic hair. You're weird for showing it off to the family. She they said she would put thumbs thumbtacks on the stairs, knives under beds. Michael woke up and said she was standing over him with a knife. She took the three other sons favorite items, a toy cow, a toy car. And when they were crossing the street, she took them out of her bag and threw them into traffic, hoping they'd run after them. Told Michael, I'm trying to kill the boys. Does that feel like real? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That feels so socio. I mean, that just feels so crazy. I know. This is nightmarish. Yeah. Yeah. Christine lost her job over the drama and a GoFundMe was set up. Let's look at this thing. They only raised 400 bucks, so. $400. Yeah, good. It's deactivated. Um. So some updates on the case. This past December, prosecutors in the case against the Barnetts filed an affidavit alleging that the Barnetts didn't keep up with their adopted daughter's needs for surgery to correct problems caused by her dwarfism which caused natalia to be in pain yeah so like whether or not it regardless of whatever age she turned out to be or is or they thought she was she was still a dependent based on her yeah her handicap so like they can't leave her alone mm-hmm. the proposed new charges are neglect of a dependent resulting in bodily injury currently they are charged with two counts of neglect of a dependent when she arrived in the u.s Natalia was examined by a doctor who set a timetable for her future operations to deal with the musculoskeletal um, issues related to her dwarfism. According to the new affidavit, my I feel really like hot when I say affidavit. <laughs> affidavit. I feel like hot and smart. <laughs> the Barnetts apparently went to court over a Justice for Natalia website claiming that it broke the gag order. This website is 
We do not personally know any of the parties. It's just someone who created a site for her. I mean, has like the whole story on it. Yeah, and they also have pictures of her, and you're like, this is a little girl. Yeah, as her 2009, she's missing teeth at age six. So the case is ongoing. So here's what's coming up in the case. May 22nd, which is what, neck in a few days? Yeah. Yep. Wow. Uh, Michael Barnett's pretrial conference is set to begin in Indiana at 8.30 a.m. So I wonder if you could, like, watch that. I'm sure there'll be updates. And then June 19th, 2020, Christine's pretrial conference is set to begin. A few days after that, Michael Barnett's, oh, June 22nd to June 26th, Michael Barnett's five-day jury trial. In Tippecanoe, but I bet it's going to have to be on, on, on Zoom now. Tippecanoe and Tyler, too. Yeah. Oh, I wonder if it's still going to be happening with coronavirus. I think they just do everything on Zoom now. I wonder, yeah, how do you have a jury? That's a good question. I guess if they all, everyone sat, I don't know. They might delay it, honestly. They might delay it, honestly. (laughs) Honestly, in my professional opinion, (laughs) they they might be delaying that. (laughs) And then we told Maria to watch the movie Orphan. Yeah, sorry. Because she's never seen it. Do you want to explain the plot? What What do you think Orphan's about, Yeah, what do Maria? you think? Well, now you probably know, but what do you think it's about? It's about this... I watched the trailer. So it's about this fun couple. They're sexy, you know, 30-something-year-old couple. and Vera Farmiga. Farmiga. And, um, and what's his face? Mr. Maggie Peter Sarsgaard. Yeah. Peter Sarsgaard's married to Maggie Gyllenhaal. Yes, they're married. Mm-hmm. Damn, what a cool ass. They're couple. a cool ass couple. I bet you they live in like Atwater or Silver Lake, and like they, they own, have one of those so architectural cool. digest vignette things that you can watch them tour their house. Oh, really? Oh. Wow, kind of bummed that they did that. I thought they'd be above that. <laughs> so it's about this cool hip couple, and they want to go get themselves a, a, a daughter. And so they go to the orphanage and they see this little girl and they're like, she's the one because she's creepy as hell. And they give them the little girl and then she starts, things start happening. People start dying. Mm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. and then they go, this is all from the trailer, by the way. And then they should go back (laughs) to the orphanage and they're like, Hey, something's up with orphan girl. And then they're like, what are you talking about? And they're like, well, she's been like killing people. And they're like, (laughs) there's no orphan girl here. This is like that you, you didn't even adopt anybody or something. Mm. And then maybe they, or mm. they did. Maybe she, basically what they find out probably is that she's like 60 years old. Interesting. Close. Well, here's your, if you want to, here's your task. Why don't you try watching the movie this week and then we can circle back and we can see how accurate you are. Okay. It's a good, it's a good scary movie. It's a it's great good. movie. I, I watched it this week again. It's fantastic. And Peter Sarsgaard's just hot as hell. You yeah, think so? You so know, he's hot. a little bit of a nerd. I love him. I think he's, I think he's a horny nerd. He's also in one of my favorite movies, The Skeleton Key. Oh. Oh. That's one a good of your scary movie. With Kate Hudson. I've never seen it. I hate Kate Hudson, but Why? she's actually I like tolerable. Kate Hudson. The- what don't you like? Ew, really? I think she's so gross. Why? Tell me. I just think she's like a gross loser. 
A gross loser. Maria. (laughs) (gasps) You made graphics. That's actually a really cool graphic from my cover. That's a good CD cover for me. Right? Yeah, I like that. Maria, you are a genius artist. You actually are really great. I thought the colors were really cool. I'll send you guys... She, uh, Maria made cover art for Ellie's newest single. I thought it just kind of like, well, listening to the song and just like being inspired by it, this is kind of what I came up with. Yeah. And it just is a cool visual. To, and maybe the music video could kind of be inspired by these colors too. It is pretty inspiring, no, the song? I'll make I'll make you an album cover of a, or it'll be a rap album cover. <laughs> Please do. Okay, so just like to close, oh, also important too is that Natalia has all these like online accounts. Yeah. She has a TikTok account. Um, and someone put all of the videos on YouTube. I don't know if her account is still up actually. I, but all the, her videos are on YouTube. She has a YouTube channel. She only has two videos, but it's like her just like at home being, she seems very young. Yeah. I watched some of her TikToks on YouTube and I was like, this is like a little girl. One of my theories, I think. That the couple, I think they watched The Orphan. Which came first, though? The Orphan or Natalia? <laughs> the or- What year did The Orphan come out? I'm going to guess. Can I guess? 2011. 2009. Oh, I'm really good at knowing what year movies came out. That's a skill. Well, you're two years. Out. It was 2009. So that was before they they adopted her in 2010. That's so funny. I could have. I really thought that the, that movie was based on this. Yeah, I think. I think because their son is this like child prodigy. Yeah, and they have two other kids too, and they had to move to Canada. I think that they. I mean, I think Natalia could have been like a bit of a problem child, or like because she's a kid, you know, right? And I think she, because she's been moved around so much. She probably did have difficulties settling in, and I think they just like were in over their heads because the the parents they got divorced. Oh, really? So they were obviously having issues. I think they saw the movie The Orphan and were like, hundred percent. If the movie, like, holy shit, let's do this. If the movie The Orphan came out before this happened, one year before it happened, three (laughs) hundred percent, they saw the movie The Orphan, and then and then they made all these allegations. There's. No doubt in my mind. And the fact the fact that th- that hasn't been brought up until just now on this podcast yeah. is egregious. And I'm going to file an affidavit. <laughs> Another podcast that won't, uh, shall remain nameless, they did a story on this a few months ago. They didn't mention any of her being on Dr. Phil or her. It was just like from the what? side of the parents. And I was like, huh? What? Like they were just like, she's she's the orphan and she's crazy and she's taking advantage of these people. Uh, and it's like, no. I really don't think she is. We are a pro Natalia podcast. And this all derived from the cursed movie, The Orphan. Yeah, this is what happened. Maria, do you have any thoughts? Yeah. What do you think? I think it's weird as hell all around, and it just goes to show that people are weird as hell. Ain't that the truth? Melissa, if people <laughs> want to reach us, where can they reach us? You can send us an email at webcrawlerspod at gmail.com, or you can find us on Twitter and Instagram, and we're on Reddit and Facebook, and we're on Patreon. Yeah, baby, yeah. Anyways. Thank you guys for listening. Um, I am Allie Siegel. I'm Melissa Stettin. It's Allie time. 
Yeah, it's yeah. Alley time. It's alley time. <laughs> it's alley time. Yay, 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 yay. La 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 la. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.